0: You found us. I'm glad you did, but I'm so sorry you had to. The good news is we got you. Who are we? I'll tell you what we're not. We're not old. We're not boring, and we're not giving up. So come sit in our widow circle where trauma meets humor, and we remind you that you can not
1: only survive, but thrive. This is Every Widow Thing. Welcome. We're back. And we're here to share some of our stories. Today it's gonna to be Lacey. She's about to dive into a really difficult, heavy day the death of her husband. We're gonna let Lacey take it over and share her story about Oliver. So, Oliver and I were about to uh, celebrate our
0: 10 year wedding anniversary. We were married September 23rd, 2001. And uh, he had a tech conference in Las Vegas which is probably not my favorite place to go. It's been mm-hmm. a long time since I've been. But we thought, well, we'll tack on our trip there. Stayed at a wonderful hotel. So we had it all planned. And we had our son, Ryder, who was six at the time. We had some family members come to stay with him. But backing up, the day before we were going to leave to go to Vegas for the ten year, he started not feeling well. His back was hurting and his stomach was hurting anyway, so... I got him an appointment to see an internal medicine doctor. I have to say Oliver's never had an illness, Mm -hmm. um, a cold maybe. He's never had a surgery, never done a drug in his life, barely drank. He was super into fitness. So I say that because we went into the doctor and he couldn't see us. So they sent us to the PA in the office Mm -hmm. and she misdiagnosed him with a stomach virus and a pulled muscle. So we went home, and it's with,
1: just by talking to him. Like she just asked him some questions. Yeah, she yeah. did
0: blood work, mm-hmm. but she did not do a urinalysis, which you should do when someone has a backache. Oh, learned all. The, I learned a lot of these things. So okay. yes, and so we went home with muscle relaxers and I can't some anti nausea medicine. Went home and we had this thing called a sick bay at our house. Oh. Uh, you go upstairs if that way both can sleep well. Well, I got a text the next morning that said it's the darkest night I ever saw. Oh, my God. And I did not know what that meant. From Oliver. He's uh-huh. texting you. Yeah, and it was very foreboding because I didn't know what it meant. I didn't think much about it at the time. Right.
1: Was he the type that would, like, overreact?
0: I wish he would have. Mm-hmm. No. He was a very quiet, introverted. He could be a baby, like, meaning if he had a sniffle. But this was very different. Mm-hmm. I could mm-hmm. tell he was not well so I went and made an appointment. Um, he said, "Is back with the orthopedic surgeon." I have uh, a sports injury, so I had that scheduled for the day at like three o'clock in the afternoon, and uh, I took my son to school. So thank thank God for that. So he mm-hmm. didn't see any of this all play out.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but my husband came downstairs, and he was moaning a lot. And I remember thinking, good Lord, someone who has nausea and a backache, why is he moaning so much? Mm-hmm. But I have a back injury, so I thought, that's got to be what this is. So I made that appointment. And uh, it was probably about nine or so in the morning, and I put him in a in his office chair, which had wheels on it. He was in so much pain he couldn't walk anymore. Mm-hmm. And while he was in that chair, uh, we were talking, and I heard this clicking noise in his mouth. And I and my that's the part where I'm not going to go into. Mm-hmm. But he ended up falling over. I called EMS, ran and unlocked the front door. They came flying in. I gave him the medicines he was taking. And no sooner than that, uh, about five cops come in. So whenever that happens, I've now learned that that's mm-hmm. that's protocol, protocol when it mm-hmm. happens in your home. But they pushed me down in a chair, and the female told me to um, calm down. So my husband's being wheeled out in a coma uh, in my home, and you're by and, yourself, and I'm by myself, and I'm shoved down in a chair, literally shoved in the chair. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to call my sister and tell her to come earlier instead of later, because she was going to keep my son before we go to Vegas. Mm-hmm. And so, and the phone dropped. I can't remember. The cop hit my arm or something. The phone dropped. So my sister just came anyway, thank God. And the EMS guy, I'll never forget his face. I've, every EMS that I see, I look in there to see if it's at him. Mm-hmm. Such a comforting face. I remember him. He told them, back off. Mm-hmm. She didn't cause any of this. Mm-hmm. This is internal. Wow.
1: And that's how I got released. So they were treating you like I'd done something. That's to him. crazy. Yeah. Cause my husband died at home, sort of, and I, yeah, I just did not thought have you were that.
2: always allowed to go in the ambulance. I don't understand yeah, why that's you're not, not just a big, automatically no. No, in no, the that's ambulance. That's a big no. Wow. That's why it was no so
0: trauma. That's only one piece of the traumatizing part. Mm-hmm. Right. But his one of my girlfriends came and picked me up and drove me there. And she was a nervous wreck, so it was really not so good. They didn't have good.
1: another person drive you. No, I cannot. You had to believe wait. they didn't let you in the ambulance
0: because they were the still ambulance. interrogating me while he's gone. Oh my they had God. to take him immediately. That he's, is crazy. So they had to go to take me. care of him. And so, meanwhile, my friend comes and gets me, and she was mm-hmm. my only friend that was a stay-at-home mom. All my other friends worked, so I was like, "Who can drop and come and get me?" Mm-hmm. So quickly, I called her. We go to the. Um, Seton, and he's in the ER, and I kept saying, is he in a coma, is he not in a coma, and they wouldn't give me any answers. It was very frustrating, and they sent me the priest who was this 20-something guy. Oh, my God, poor guy, and we were trying to get in
1: touch with my father-in-law, In Germany. And no one's giving you really any information. He's in a room. You're not with him. You're just waiting to hear from him. I don't know what's—we
0: don't know why he's in a coma. He's had a stomach virus and a Mm pull muscle, right? Mm -hmm. So we kept trying to call Europe, but Seton didn't—at the time, you couldn't call Uh, outside the country. country, So I couldn't get a hold of him. So here his son is in a coma, and I can't reach his father, so that was frustrating. But anyway, we ended up getting that figured out. But through the day— um he, he subsequently never comes out of the coma.
1: When were you able to, like, how, how long were you kept from him before you could go in? They finally, it was afternoon. It was
0: probably 1 or 2. So that this was crazy. at like 9.30 or 1 or 2 in the afternoon. By the time I was able, they put him in a room in the ICU. And then it wasn't until 3 o'clock that we found it because the heart surgeon had come and talked to me. And the infectious disease guy was the best one of all. He came to me and he said, I don't even know how someone this healthy, he said, I think that it's his health that made it so bad. Mm -hmm. Because Because when you have group A strep, which everybody has had probably in this room, by the way. Strep throat. Strep throat. But bacteria can get in through a cut, through, we think, maybe dental work that he had had done. We don't know.
1: But, but it happens to, to people all the time but you did say if you have strep throat you should not get never get dental, dental work when you done have strep throat and never. how long had he when was the dental work 5 days prior
0: so we don't know for sure cuz you like there was a kid recently I sent you guys an article mm-hmm. same thing happened to him but it was his was um the the type with the the skin he had a cut. The, yeah, um, it was a cut or something. Yeah. But you know, we have a lot of orifices in our bodies mm-hmm. and you can have I mean cuts like I have one on my hand yeah, right now. I'm I sure mean I have one. that's how it can get in. Yeah. I mean it it's everywhere and this is much more common than people want to know because they're it's scary to hear, right? Mm-hmm. That a healthy person who and that's with the he
1: 36, 37, 38. 38? Yeah. So it so is young. true. It it people always want to know well, well, was he sick? Well, they're trying to figure out how to to make them feel safe that it won't happen to them. The infectious disease
0: doctor made me realize. He said that the problem with someone like him. He said he's the healthiest person I've ever known that this has happened to. He said it's disturbing, and so that said. So that it was right before midnight, and we, you know, it wasn't until the afternoon, by the way, that we didn't that we knew exactly what it was, right? So I'm still thinking he ingested something. So I went home and I cleaned out the refrigerator. I was panicked, Mm. and then I went back to the the um, ER, and he had had he'd coded Mm. several times, Mm -hmm. and no one called me. So I was furious. What in the world? I don't know, but no one called me, and I said my number is on the board. Next time, wow. I'm not leaving anymore. So now they were like, oh, no, she's never going to go home. Well, they thought he was going to be there for a while. People do come out of this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's more common than people think. But that night, just before midnight, he, he died.
2: So were you with him?
0: Yes. Well, they pushed me out of the room because they were going to try to revive him. Um, and he never came out of the coma. So uh, there was there was a goodbye from my end, but mm-hmm. I did see his hand move and his eyes started cocking up and down mm-hmm. when I was talking to him at one point. And the nurse was there, and she said, "I have not seen that him do that." So, and I, when
1: you were sitting with him at that point, you had—I mean, did you ever think that th- he was going to die? You just thought this is serious, and
0: did anybody to say have I knew you? It.
1: You did. You I had did. an instinct. I
0: did. Mm-hmm. My sister took me outside to get some fresh air, and. Even though the doctor said, I think you need to prepare for a long haul, because people do come out of it. They were te- preparing me for a long haul, but I knew. And I told my sister, she said, I remember you telling me. I said, no, it's over. And she said, well, why don't we pray? And I said, you can, because mm-hmm. I do believe in God. I want to make that clear. But I was very angry,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. very angry. I this happened to so such common. a nice person, someone so young. And it, it was so—
2: What anyway. was it that made you think— maybe this was the end or that maybe he wasn't going to pull through
0: i think i was told in Mm -hmm. my i think that's the connection that i have Mm -hmm. because i was i think god i I think it's a god thing i think he was preparing me for what was about to happen and it didn't prepare me but it was still uh i was terrified i was angry for a long time and god no one better mentioned god to me at the time Mm because they knew better right because
1: i was really angry Can I ask you a question about telling writer? Do you feel uh, comfortable sharing that part of it? I do, because I
0: think people need to know that. I think people think, oh, it's been 11 and a half years. Um, Aren't you over it yet? I'm sure y'all have heard that. Or you're doing well. You should be good. Well, imagine that, okay, so my son had gone to sleep, because this is after midnight. This is just before midnight that he died. So my son had gone to sleep, my sister and brother-in-law had come in town thankfully and, and he's 6 years did, old but he's, what did he th- I mean where did he He just think thought he his was? dad was sick mm-hmm. and okay, he was at the okay. hospital but he just thought he'll come home yeah. cuz that's cuz right. you know we still didn't know I mean right. we were still in the dark up until he died so it was uh we put him they put him to bed and um my parents came and got me my parents drove all night from Mississippi and you know mm-hmm. my parents are older too mm-hmm. So they drove all night, came and got me, and I didn't sleep at all. And then the next morning, obviously, I'd been crying for the entire day. And so my son came out, and he goes, Mom, you look weird. Your eyes look weird. Mm-hmm. And I, this is the part that's hard.
1: Mm-hmm. We should have had some Kleenex in here. What were we <laughs> thinking? Who knows? You don't have to talk about it.
2: Yeah.
1: I remember when we were driving— to go tell my kids and you're thinking their whole life is about to change. Right now, everything is the same. They have no idea. Mm -hmm. And I am about to have to be the person that breaks their world open. And that is the hardest thing. I can't imagine having to tell a six-year-old who hasn't had really any experience with death at all. And he was trying to comfort me. That's the part that broke my heart. Uh,
0: Yes. Yeah, of course he was. Yeah. And
2: he still. He still does. He still got He still does. Yeah, still
0: just the total. I mean, that's why I tell people that I poured all my energy into him. And he's what got me through. So I was well, grateful. He's an incredible
1: kid. Incredible. He
0: is. I'm grateful for that.
2: Just um, maybe for some of our listeners, maybe move on to what happened then in terms of there's so much that has to be handled. Mm. <laughs> and I didn't know you then, but people must have stepped in. and um, I did.
0: I was fortunate that we had been living here. We were both new here at the same time. So when we first started dating, it was kind of laughable. We He knew all the people at, at Vignette was the software company because he had been there a while. I was new. I hadn't been there but a few months when we got together. So but we have a lot of, we had a lot of friends that that uh, one of them did the 12 Days of Christmas, my little play mm-hmm. group, And so every day they would leave a surprise at the front door and Ryder would go and get the surprise. He was so excited. You know, his dad had just died. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I learned at, after reading a lot of books that kids at every age have a different grieving process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The kids that were older— sometimes in their way they grieve harder mine could only go in for little periods of time mm-hmm. and then he'd video game and then he would go out of and then come back again and and sometimes he would cry about things that were not related mm-hmm. to that and I, but i knew that's what it was 100%
1: related you know. yeah
0: but the 12 days of christmas was really fun so every day he would wait <laughs> Which is the one, the dancing girls? That's the Twelve Days of Christmas.
1: Yeah, how many? What number is that? Please don't make me sing it. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm the, on the first day of Christmas, yeah, is that what it was, ladies? Dancing. Okay, so they're
2: like okay. can-can girls, I think. <laughs> so
0: a friend of that's in the play group, Amy. I won't say her last name. She has all the dancing girls <gasps> from her kids' school. Oh my all, goodness! At her front door, dancing with a jam box. It was hysterical. The whole neighborhood was staring like, "What is going oh, on?" That's funny. At our house. That's amazing. So, but it was
1: it it really helped him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your heart is breaking for yourself, but your heart is breaking yeah. for them because they're babies. Yeah. And you know, your brain goes to all the things that they won't have now that their dad oh, is gone. Oh gosh, that is true. I, it was weird. Everybody's like it's so hard. I said the hard
0: part honestly two things for what Oliver was missing. Mm-hmm. He missed so much. I mean, he's missed every grade. Mm-hmm. He's about to graduate high school and he's missed 12 grades. Fortunately, several years in, life started getting a lot better. But I could not go to dinner every, mm-hmm. any nights. I had to be home when he'd get home from school because he would panic if I wasn't there.
1: I was going to ask you talk about your PTSD from just having to deal with that day. <laughs> yep. But I was wondering if he also had... PTSD?
0: I talked to the therapist that I got. Fortunately, my friend Mark gave me the name of a great therapist. And so that happened quickly. Mm -hmm. And she always say it was God, therapist, family, and friends that saved Mm -hmm. me because she was amazing. She said, if at his age, the grieving process is different. She said, if you're better, he'll be better. She was right. Mm -hmm. So the better I could cope and the better I took care of myself, the better I was able to take care of him. And every day I could just see him getting a little lighter. And we did end up switching schools because he did not like being the pathetic one. He wrote about it actually in his college essay. I found it in one of them. because I thought he didn't really talk much about it because he doesn't like to talk about his dad's death. He likes to talk about being a thriver. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like being a victim that Mm -hmm. bugs him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I I saw that he talked about when he switched schools because they asked him why. Uh, he did one of those interviews mm-hmm. for one of the colleges, and he said, "Well, my dad died." He said, "But I don't—I didn't want to be the kid that everybody pitied, so I went to a school that was going to be challenging. I like languages, and so we switched schools.
1: And was this in second grade? Or? Yes. Okay.
0: So we stayed at the other school for the year, and that was not good for either one of us because I don't like a lot of attention.
1: Yeah, either. you're similar. He, You don't want to be looked at as a victim or pitied either. No. So. Not that that's what they were doing, but people don't know how to handle yeah. the grief. And so yeah. they look at you with sympathy, but it also can just be...
2: You don't want it to define you. I mean, mm, exactly. it ends up being a big part of the story. And, you know, when you meet people... That's always going to come into play, but you just don't want it to define you.
0: Exactly. And especially for him. And so I, it was kind of scary, though. He didn't speak a lick. This is what he said in the essay. It was really true. I was like, oh, God, I'm sending my kid to a Spanish immersion school. I don't speak Spanish. I've had three years of German, and I'm still not good. So we go to a Spanish immersion school. All the kids have been there since PP3. Mm. So that's three, four, five. He's -hmm. coming in after they've had three years. years. Wow. Fortunately, he saw a kid that he had gone to camp with, loved that kid so much, because when he saw his face, I thought, oh, I'm gonna be okay. He's gonna be one okay. friend. He's got yeah. one friend. Mm-hmm. Leighton, I'll say his name. He's so cute. Leighton. He was so cute. He still is. But he helped him and the, the teacher who was from Barcelona said, I'm I'm gonna tell you, you wait it it's just going to start happening and then flash forward a couple of months later they had to give a presentation he wore his dad's tie he said, He said, I wanna look good. Wow. Seven years old. He puts on big his big old tie. And he's and they had to wear uniforms there. And so he puts on the tie and he's giving his presentation in Spanish. I didn't know what he was saying. So <laughs> I had to turn to some of the parents and I was like, Is it good? Is it
1: not good? They were like, It's fine. I have to so, say kudos to you because that was a big decision. And Huge. it's one of the first big decisions that you had to make without Oliver. It could have gone either way like that's the fear right and not having your partner to bounce the idea off of you can stay frozen i mean that took a lot of strength at a time in your life when you probably didn't feel like you had any strength it's what's funny is what you said earlier you were talking about i think you you had a lot of
0: friends switching schools though nobody there and this is what he loved about it this is what he wrote about in the essay and i was like you were right Nobody knew either one of us. No one knew mm-hmm. what happened to us. They assumed I was divorced. Yeah. The longest yeah. time, no one knew. Right. They knew I was a but I didn't, I didn't want that. I didn't want people to assume I was divorced. But I didn't want to
1: talk about it right. either. I so had I widows. Was Tourette's. So I told everything. <laughs> but sometimes it's easier to
2: just let people make their assumptions. And then if you get closer with people, then you reveal the truth. And, yeah.
1: Right, I reveal sure. my truth to the gas station attendant. <laughs>
2: It's Everyone. hard, though, like especially— <laughs> I mean, you've got that shirt, not divorced.
1: <laughs> Do you want to share some of what what saved you? And you you said it was God, therapy, family, friends, or was it friends, family?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think I don't, it was Ryder.
1: It was Ryder. I can truly say it was—he
0: was the— I don't know. He's such a positive person. Someone Mm -hmm. said that about the interview. They closed out the interview. And I'm saying a lot about the college stuff because that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. This is a big, life-changing thing that happens to you and your family. Mm -hmm. They're going to leave. I'm going to be an empty nester. But I'm excited for his future. Well, what were we asking? <laughs> so this is what happens when you start talking about. It happens to me a lot. Well, you said he's positive. He's a positive person. Thank you. Because mm-hmm. uh, talking about traumatic things, I mm-hmm. can't remember a lot of stuff. It's yeah, because I don't it. want to. Yeah. But he is a positive person. He doesn't get down much. And if I'll say, "God, they were so rude," he'll say, "Maybe they had a bad day, mom." Mm-hmm. And so it makes me remember. I'm like, he has a lot of grace for people, which I admire in a person. So he's not perfect. He still sleeps too long and still messy. And, you know, he can talk back to me sometimes and thinks he knows more. But for the most part, he's been the bright light in all of it. So I think that's a surviving technique. Exercising is a a thing. Meeting all of you. Everything got a lot better when I had someone who could relate to my story. Right. Because everybody would put me with the divorcees. And I'm not saying—I want to be clear— their world is not easy either. Yeah. It's just different.
2: Mm-hmm. right?
0: And I needed someone that, like some divorcees don't get a break either. But at the time I was thinking, oh my God, I'm never going to have a break again. I'm sure that had to cross your minds. I was thinking Oh yeah, I was How? kind of
1: jealous. Like, ugh, you get every other weekend off? Yeah. And yeah. yet I didn't want my kid to go anywhere either. Right. I had a
0: weird, like, because I know you and I've talked about, Kira, that we we like the escapist thing. Yeah. But I couldn't escape. Because I wanted him to come with me, not because I'd love to say it's because I'm the best mommy in the world, but it was really out of fear. If something happens to well, him, I'm not going to be okay. Oh, he's yeah. all I've got left. Right. So I dragged Absolutely. him everywhere, and he now knows where that comes from. And we've, it's, I love him being this age because we can talk about, like now. You know, when he was young, he probably thought, "What the heck is wrong with my mother? She's crazy." Now he still thinks I'm crazy, but at least he knows why <laughs> right. I'm crazy. are well, gonna have an
2: adult conversation yes. with him now.
0: And now he understands that when I was losing it, he said an ugly word one time in the back seat of the car. And I said, writer, where did you hear that? He goes, I got it from you, mama. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Well, we've <laughs> so all been sold
1: there. Yeah. So
0: down the river, but oh, well.
1: Would you say, because I know that for people that are just starting this grief journey, You worry about what's going to happen to your kids. Absolutely. And I always say, as crazy as it sounds, they're going to be okay if you are grieving in a healthy way, too. Would you say— He's doing great,
0: Yeah, I have to say. He's a positive, um, happy—he's driven. That's good. He's just—he's very introverted like his dad, but he's chatty. He says he's the chatty introvert. But I think he's doing well because— Because of you. Well, I I mean, I think there's some of it in spite of me. I think he's doing well because it's his own personality. And I think some of it's because I did stay close.
1: But you also communicated with him along the way. And I think that's important. Mm -hmm. Don't hide your grief from the kids. They know it's happening. They feel it. It's yep. giving them th- that Gives makes them you feel safe. To grieve too. Yeah. Right.
0: I think definitely we would. Um, I learned from Oliver's family, really, how to manage this better than even what I got in therapy. His mother died when he was 10, and his sister was six. Oh. So the same age as Ryder. And they never discussed it. The kids mm-hmm. didn't go to the funeral. So I was like, what they is didn't that? Go? No. And both my parents are counselors. So, in, in, Oddly enough, they didn't handle all of this very well because it's their daughter. <laughs> right. But I did learn that the best way is to show them that you can grieve and recover, grieve and recover. That I'm not going to stay down. I'm having a down day, and I would say that even when he was only six, mm-hmm. I'd say I'm having a bad day or a bad moment, but I'll be okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he and and I gave him permission to cry, and I think that's really important. That I know for me, if I can get it out, I feel a lot better. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I'm glad you brought it here. I think it's going to help a lot of people. Lacey, thank you. I know this was a difficult day. We love you, Lacey. And we love you. And you you did awesome. You guys, thank you.